This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Slugs. They're just homeless snails. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Crutch, the podcast, the only podcast that talks about films no one has ever heard of. <laughs> I'm Zach. <laughs> and I'm Frank. And today we're here to talk about deep cuts, and you, you probably have those films in your lives that nobody remembers it's just for you it's just this faint flickering memory of something somewhere out there <laughs> was like was this even a thing or was this a fever Did I make dream this movie up <laughs> yeah <laughs> like me when i was five and i was like i swear i saw a werewolf in the park and everyone was like zach that was a dream and i was like maybe 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 but not. maybe not yeah that's very true so anyways we're doing deep cuts yeah this um, is a this is a fun one i like i actually really enjoyed doing this and i yeah. didn't i actually didn't have as much of as i did not have as much as an issue as i thought i was gonna have mm-hmm. i thought i was gonna really struggle to to find them and then i was like actually i know what think i think i know a bunch of films mm-hmm. that um not a lot of people know at least i don't know how you went about it i just went straight off the brain i was just like yeah. these are movies that i I don't think anybody really knows, um, mostly just because, you know, this is like me in my life talking to somebody about it, let's say, and they're like, I've never heard of this. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, really? And then I've, mo- I've, I've mentioned this movie maybe multiple times to people. And every time I mention it, everybody says I've never heard of this movie. Yeah. So I'm like, that's the movie that I'm going to choose. Um, so everything that I'm doing is completely just from my memory and, and they are all, they are all films that I have seen. Yeah. I mean, it's literally just movies that like I have the faintest of memory on <laughs> and like i i'm pretty sure nobody's ever heard of them did um, you uh did you rewatch any of them for this no, no? <laughs> some of them are really creepy man oh, okay um cool. my first pick is really creepy okay i don't know if you've ever seen the last unicorn no the last unicorn i think scarred me as a child wow um it was directed by arthur rankin jr and jules bass um is it animated? It is an animated movie. It came out in 1982. It's got fucking people in it, though, man. It's got Mia Farrow, Jeff Bridges, Christopher Lee. And it's it's this weird animated movie about, like, this king that plots to destroy, like, all of the unicorns in the world. And there's one left. And, like, she gets turned into, like, an actual woman. And, like, is just trying to, like, become, like, a unicorn again. Hmm. Um... Or no, sorry, the other way around. Like she, she, she's the last unicorn, and like I guess like there's something weird where it's like you become like a woman, like just a a regular woman from it, and it's just anim. It's it's that 1980s like animation, right? That is just kind of like freaky, eerie <laughs> a little bit. Like I, yeah. I kind of put it in almost like the same setting of like I don't know if you ever saw like the Lord of the Rings animated movie. No, same kind of thing. Seen the Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, or like Secret of Nim, like that kind of style, where it's like it's older, it's like creepier. It's definitely not made for kids. There yeah. are scenes that are definitely not made for kids, including like this circus that's in town of like all these mythical creatures, and like there's a harpy in there, and it's like it's got like three boobs, and it gets let out, and it like fucking murders a witch, and you just <laughs> see it all. <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's a, that's, that's the fever dream one, man. Like, I'll be honest with you. That was the one where it's like, man, I really never want to watch this again, but yeah. I always come back to like remembering it. Yeah. It's rough. Um, you should watch it. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm going to start off with a movie that is, that might be out of, so I will say that out of all of these films, mm-hmm. um, I recommend all of them. I think that they're all very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this first one is maybe 
the one that might be the most well known, mm-hmm. but I still feel like not a lot of people saw it. And that is a movie called Blind Spotting by a guy named Carlos Lopez Estrada. Came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually, I recommended um, the guy who wrote it was, and he stars in it, is, De- is David Diggs, who is the lead vocalist and um, rapper for the rap group Clipping, which Clipping mm, is yes. that band that yeah. made like that cool concept one that I always recommend to people where mm-hmm. it's like a guy in space going insane. Um, so, again, have you ever heard of Blind Spotting? I've heard the name. I don't remember yeah. like looking so into it. Really, it's not Train Spotting. It's Blind Spotting. <laughs> oh, Train Spotting. And uh, it's basically it's a it's a buddy it's a buddy comedy that turns way darker than you ever think it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically about a guy who is on probation and he just gets out. And he's got three days left on his probation until he's not he's no longer and he's technically free. Mm-hmm. And he works with his with his best friend since they were kids. They work at like this moving company where they just you know pack up people's shit and throw it in their truck and they move and they move them. And um, he ends up witnessing a a, a cop murder an unarmed black man mm. running in the street back towards the cop. The cop runs after him and literally just shoots the dude like four times in the back. And, and it's kind of like him seeing that and dealing with it and not really sure what the hell he's going to do. But it's also this weird, like buddy comedy thing that's, that's going on. But again, it, it, like once you hit about the 30 minute mark, all of a sudden it dramatically changes because the opening is like hysterical. It's mm-hmm. absolutely hysterical. Um, and it's really, really funny. And I'm like, Oh, okay. This is going to be like a fun, like just buddy, buddy comedy. And I'm ready for this. And then all of a sudden it takes this really dark turn. And I don't think that it's a perfect film. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little... There are some weird things that happen in the movie because Debbie Diggs, again, is a rapper and there are literal moments in which he just starts rapping, like, dialogue or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just... It, it feels a little out of place, but the things that he's saying is really, like, potent and, like, of course, it makes sense for what's going on in the world and whatnot. Um I think it's absolutely worth your time, and I think that it is um, it is a a message that is that needs to be said, mm-hmm. and they go about it in a very unique and creative way. Um, and I just really like David Diggs a lot. I think that he's a really, really, um, really, really cool, creative person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Blind Spotting was my first pick. Cool, good. You're one for one for things that I don't know. Yes. My next one. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. It's it's straight up like a sci-fi movie, like the the channel. Like it's one of those ones where it's like you're you're on a Saturday afternoon, like you're bored, you have nothing to do, you're just flipping through channels, and you come across like halfway through this film. Yeah. But man, something about it, like I watched it like four or five times when I was like really really young, and then just never saw anything about it again. Um, and eventually, I think I I gotta rewatch it because it's on my list for like Amazon, but like. I gotta rewatch it, and then we might do it. Um, it's called Rain of Fire. It is this film that, like, present day London. Um, this child, like, while there's like major construction going on in London, like, goes down into like the tunnel system that they're reconstructing, and finds a dragon egg, <laughs> and the dragon egg like actually opens up, and it fast forwards to like. I think like 15 years later and 
the fucking like it the world's just overrun by dragons and it's kind of like a mad max situation where it's like people are living underground and like they have to like come up like every now and again to like get supplies and like try and fight off the dragons and they don't look horrible like to be honest like they look actually pretty decently done like it it's practical effects for the most part yeah. like at least like when the dragons are close up and they have like this cool kind of like thing where it's like they did the vision of the dragon where it's kind of like this like light blue dark blue like kind of like it it's almost like flickering effect with it um somehow they they tricked Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale into being the main characters for this film and this is this is a live action film or this yes. is animated this is live, live action? action film oh, okay um and it it's just like one of those films where it's like it came out in 2002 and it's like I'd never heard anybody talk about it and it doesn't look horrible. <laughs> like, from everything that I've, like, seen... So you've never like, seen this film? No, I've seen it, like, four or five times. Oh, just, okay. I've never seen it as an adult. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like, I, I've seen it, like, when I was, like, eight, nine, and then maybe again when I was, like, 12. Yeah. And it's like, that's it. That's right. what I got. <laughs> like, so, hmm. it, it's, it hasn't sat with me, like, forever, but, like, I always come back to it, and I'm like, man, I fucking remember that weird <laughs> sci-fi dragon movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. So the rest of my list is horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these are low budget movies, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are uh, movies that, again, nobody fucking knows. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to shine some light on them. So my first pick is a 2019 film directed by Josh Lobo called "I Trapped the Devil." It is a film that I think, while not perfect. Um, is absolutely unique and creative mm-hmm. and shot in like nine days. Mm. I mean, it shows <laughs> it does mm-hmm. the guy, the guy had, but you can op- get away with that with horror. Yeah, you can, but it definitely shows that. I mean, the movie barely squeaks past 80 minutes, mm. so it's not even a full hour and a half. And, um, but it's it's basically a film about a guy who it is it is Chris it's around Christmas and they he's he's at his place and they're kind of having like a family get, gathering and they kind of realize that this guy is acting strange it's like his brother or whatever is like acting really weird mm-hmm. and it's because he is convinced that he has the devil himself locked in their in the basement of the house mm. and. I would say that this is not a straight up horror. This is more of like a family drama, but with this overwhelming sense of dread and and I mean, obviously he believes that he has Lucifer himself in the basement, so there is that horror element. Mm-hmm. But I mean it is a slow it's a slow burn. Okay. Uh, do you actually get to see like if he's in there or not? You do. You okay. you, you get a reveal at the end. Um, and like I said, it's, it has some really good dread. Some of the, some, some of the cinematography is really cool. There are some really, really cool, like dream sequences and stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they use, um, lighting in a really effective way, like Christmas lights and stuff mm-hmm. in, in a really kind of cool way just to light the scenes. Um, and all of the performances are fucking incredible. <laughs> like nobody has a bad performance. There are some things in the film that you, you can you can you can kind of tell like oh they did this whole thing in one take because they did not have time mm-hmm. so it's like 
you know, Josh Lobo must have been like, guys, please don't fuck this up. Have your lines ready. We are doing this in one take and then we have to move on. So like you, there is that kind of DIY budget filmmaking thing that, about it, mm-hmm. but I think that it's still like really, really cool. And when did and, it come out? Um, 2019. Oh, wow. So, so this is recent. Yeah. So pretty recent and, uh, but nobody fucking knows about it. Mm. And it, it, I don't think it, it never got like a theatrical release or anything like that. And again, it's very, very slow. Um, and it's very, very low budget. And I mean, clearly when you fucking have nine days to make a movie, uh, it shows, mm-hmm. but so again, not a perfect film, but a film that I think is still really, really cool, and it holds a holds a, a place in my heart. Hmm. So I might check that one out. I think it's worth it. Um, my next one is it was actually reminded to me because there is a shitty, like I'll I'll just say it. it's a shitty movie that's coming out. <laughs> it, it looks like it's crap, um, but it stars Idris Elba, oh, okay. and it's got like this thing where it's like him in the jungle, like he's like. Uh, in Africa and like he's he's doing research and he's with his daughters and like something about like a lion like kind of like targeting them and like chasing them and okay. like hunting them yeah and that made like that reminded me of this movie and then I, I had to go through the comments I was like did anybody else mention this and like I saw like a few people that actually talked about the movie yeah and I was like cool it wasn't a fever dream movie that I watched when I was seven at my grandma's apartment <laughs> while she made me chicken wings <laughs> um this movie is The Ghost and the Darkness Never from 1996. Also animated? No. Every, live action. Everything is live action. Well, I have one other one that's animated, okay. but everything else is live action. Um, directed by Stephen Hopkins. Oh, okay. Um, again, you got people in here. It's got Michael Douglas. It's got Val Kilmer. So it's like you got people. Yeah. Um, and it's literally this movie about like this person that's working on like a railroad in Africa. is uh, So he's an engineer. And he gets set back and there is this fucking lion that is like hunting people. And they're like, why is he hunting people? Like there's there's no reason. Like most lions like don't actually like target people. Yeah. And it's just this one that like for whatever reason is like hunting them. And it's kind of like this back and forth. And it was like the first inclination that I can remember where it was like using that POV shot of like the eyes of the lion and not really showing it. Um, and I think... I could be wrong. I think at one point they actually use like a real lion in it just to like fucking be like, yo, there's a lion. <laughs> but like it's 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 a very odd like it was titled as like an adventure drama film. Right. But it's straight up horror because mm. it's a lion targeting people. Like right. the way that like they showcase like the lion killing people yeah. is a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember vividly like a scene of like this guy just trying to like get away into like his little hut and the lion like grabs him by the foot and all you see is like him just being like dragged, dragged away yeah mm-hmm. and the like classic. screaming yes yeah. <laughs> and i was like wow no yeah, like grandma those yeah, chicken I was wings like, not <laughs> i was like no you really shouldn't be playing this for me but great chicken wings though i'm fat <laughs> um, okay mm-hmm. um so my next pick is if i out of every movie that i um that i'm going to say here if you're going to check out any of them mm mm-hmm. This is the one I believe that you should check out. It is a film that one of the rare instances that a movie genuinely, actually, really scares me. Mm-hmm. And that is a film that um, came out in 2008, directed by a guy named Joel Anderson. This is his one and only film, and then he just disappeared off the face of the planet. And that is a movie called Lake Mungo. 
you ever heard of Lake Mungo? I might have. Lake Mungo is, in my opinion, one of the scariest films I have ever seen. Mm. It is a movie about a. It, it is a. It's filmed like a documentary, so I guess you would call it a mockumentary, and it is a movie about a girl who dies or mm-hmm. goes missing, and. It's essentially a guy kind of going around and filming this documentary about this family and it's them kind of grieving and but it's also about like all, everything that happens like they find her in this lake they 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 pull up her body and um there's a really cre I don't want to give away too much but mm-hmm. there's a really creative way that he goes about kind of making it feel extremely realistic Mm -hmm. and also again it's kind of like a documentary-esque style so of course there's there's kind of like this found footage element of it Mm -hmm. but it isn't done in a way that is like corny or anything like it all feels extremely realistic it's like you know you you have to in a a, um in a found footage movie let's say you kind of have one of the big things about them is you know why are they still recording this? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're being you know whatever being chased by a psycho killer or they're being haunted by these ghosts. Like why is the camera still rolling? And I think Joel Anderson did a really creative way of like making it seem very very realistic and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I and I say this one hundred percent truthfully and honestly, the ending of this film, every time I watch it. Puts chills down my spine. <laughs> thinking about it mm-hmm. gives me chills. Like right now, I, like I have goosebumps right now thinking about <laughs> it. It is a movie, and I showed it to my girlfriend and her mom, and and her mom at the end of the movie had like a a kind of similar experience. Mm. So it really heightened it for her. I mean, it it's just it's a really incredible fucking movie. It's a slow burn. It's subtle. It's not jump scares. It's not bullshit. Okay. But I'm telling you, it is one of the scariest movies that I've ever seen. Okay. And obviously, like horror is subjective. Yeah. So like, it might not be for you, but to me, it really, really gets under my skin. I'm gonna. I'll check it out. It's. It's. We're starting to get into that period. Yeah. It's. We're, it's we're almost spooky season. It's almost spooky season. Thank God. Yeah. Um. Halloween ends trailer came out too. So I, see it. I don't <laughs> care about it. Oh, yeah, it's over. It's going to be over after this for a little Thank while. God. Yeah, for a little while at least. All right, my next one. This is one where it's kind of animated, kind of not. Um, it starts out like live action. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, The Page Master. Nope. I own this on VHS. I don't know where the fuck I got it or how the fuck I knew about this film. Um, it's directed. It's directed by Pigsot Hunt and Joe Johnson. Um, it's I. It it feels like it's a like a Disney film almost, but it's not. Like Warner Brothers and Twentieth Century made it. Okay. Um, it's it's the story about like this kid that like is stuck in like a, a storm, and like he goes into like a library to like hide from the storm, and like in doing so the like something happens like this giant tidal wave like crashes in and it brings him into the world of books ah and it's chalk zone yeah basically (laughs) (laughs) um and it's like this huge adventure like a literal adventure of like trying to like get out and like it kind of teaches you like in hindsight it's it's meant to like 
teach you about things. Right. Um, and I just didn't get it at that age. I was like, ah, it's cool. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. get to learn. Right. Um, but again, like all my movies so far have had like these weird blips that nobody remembers of like very famous actors. Like it stars Macaulay Culkin and also Christopher Lloyd. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like it, people just and Whoopi Goldberg's in this, too. Shout out Whoopi. Yeah. So like all these people that like just nobody remembers. But like, man, like it's it's so weird. Like it's just had like these like book characters like following him around. And it's like Whoopi plays like a um the fairy godmother one. And then I think Christopher Lloyd plays like this really derpy one. And then there's also a pirate one that just follows him around. Mm. And like they just try and help him like get back to reality. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, something about it. Like it's a very short film too. It's a, it's an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's not even really like more than a TV special, but, yeah, yeah. but something about it, like nobody remembers it. And I do for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my next pick is a film that I really like a lot. I don't know. Um, it's a unique take on, uh, well, I don't, again, I don't want to give it away. I think that all my deep cuts, I'm kind of, I, I, I'm kind of hoping that you, 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 the listener, goes out and like actually finds these films. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to give away too much about any of them. Um, so I won't give away too much. But I'm gonna say that my next pick is a film that came out in 2014, directed by a, a woman named, I think a woman named Lee. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm going to apologize. Mm-hmm. Jan Janak. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds correct. And it's a film called Honeymoon. So this is a film that basically is about this couple. They just get married, mm-hmm. right? They're this young, loving couple. And they go out to... It's kind of like a classic. They go out to this lake house that that I think her father owned back when she was a kid or whatever. Um, and they are going to spend their honeymoon out in this like cabin in the woods in the middle of nowhere by themselves. And things start going bump in the night but mm-hmm. it's not it's not ghosts it's mm-hmm. not like a it's not like a haunting movie um and it's a really cool take on fuck it i'll say it i don't mm-hmm. care it's a really cool take on aliens mm. and um and it's just it's it's a kind of a classic two characters one location um, it really takes its time to like show the couple. It really takes its time on you kind of getting this emotional, you know. Um... Oh, fuck you. I have seen this one. Oh, okay. Um, It's got the, yeah, it's got the girl that plays like Ingrid on uh, Game of Thrones. Never saw it. Um, yeah, because like at one point, like she, she gets taken by the aliens, right? No. She never gets taken by the aliens. She starts to like grow something on her weirdly. I'm not, I don't want to give away too much. Am I on the same page with you though? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you've seen this. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe rewatch it. Um, but I'm just going to say that it, it's, it's like a film about a guy who has known this girl, obviously for however many years they, 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 they get married. And then it turns into this moment of like, he feels like he's living with a stranger all of a sudden. Yes. Like she starts acting very weird and strange and the things that she would normally do, she's not doing anymore. Um, and it's a it shows like a really good depiction of like this 
like I don't want to. I guess it's like insanity, but it's mm-hmm. it's there. But there is like an actual. It's not like a like a theme of like the Babadook where it's like oh the whole the, at the end it's it's really just about her depression and whatnot. Like that's not what it is. It's like hey, no, this is aliens. Mm-hmm. Like this is real. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen this movie, and it's really like the ending is very sad. Um, it's really emotional. There's there's a real kind of potency that that they start off the film with like you looking at their um. They're like sitting at, must be at their wedding and they're like talking to a camera and they're just kind of saying how much they love each other and mm-hmm. whatever. And then that kind of plays back at the end. And it's it's so sad, but it's a really cool alien movie that I think nobody fucking knows. Thank God to uh, to spectrum on demand movies that are free that I think I watched this when I was like 16. Because <laughs> um, I think it ends like when they're like by a lake. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I saw this then. Yeah. So. Aha. I got one on you. All right. I don't know how many more you have. I have one more. Okay. Um, next one. You can actually watch it on Netflix now. Again, The Lost Treasure of John Carpenter, Vampires. Oh, I, I do know this one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, um, it is. 1998, fucking James Woods is like it your is main James Woods, yeah. <laughs> as Jack Crow yeah. with his fucking crew of vampire hunters. And again, man, like, I haven't seen this movie in, like, maybe 10 years, but, like, I have it on my favorites to, like, watch eventually, because mm-hmm. I, I just want to, like, sit back and remember what it was like before... To be a, to be a vampire. Yeah, <laughs> before we had Blade right. with Wesley Snipes, we had John Carpenter's Vampire. Yeah. And, man, like, I mean, just going through, like, the pictures, it's just, like, I can tell that this is so, like, late 90s. Like, it's just... It's probably not great. <laughs> but, man... It's just one more movie that I can be like, yeah, I've seen James Woods in something. I I know I know John Carpenter, <laughs> <laughs> not from just Halloween. Um, yeah, that's it. You're done with that one. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I do, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like a self-explanatory one. Okay. Um. So my last one is, in my opinion, um, this movie is a giant bloated mess, but it's it's almost incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a terrible title and it makes you think like, wow, this is going to be garbage. Um, I'm talking about a movie called, um, the empty man, uh, it came out in 2020 oh, no. by a guy Come named on, David man. Pryor. Don't tell me that. What? Is it is is the, is this the one where it's like the skeleton with like 12 yeah. fingers? Oh, I heard nothing. Well, I saw the trailer and my brother and I were like, man, I really want to watch this. So it. I think the trailer does it a giant disservice because it kind of makes it seem like a Slenderman kind of mm-hmm. whatever. Well, it's, I thought it was supposed to be like more Eldritch Horror, like kind of like cosmic horror well, type thing. It's, it, I again, I don't want to give away too much. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I think that this movie is absolutely worth watching. It's, okay, it's kind of weird because it's. Whoever I don't remember the the um I don't remember what uh production company technically owned it but mm. whatever it was I think it was like their last movie right before Disney bought them out mm. so they didn't real like so Disney owned them and then Disney was like what the fuck are we gonna do with this movie like we're not gonna promote this like crazy so I think it got like a one week theatrical release and then just kind of went under the carpet and like nobody fucking saw this movie um and it's unfortunate because I do think that it is worth watching. Um, but like I said, it's almost incredible. This movie <laughs> is like over two hours long mm-hmm. and it doesn't need to be that long at all. And 
it has these crazy themes. Like, I mean, you want to talk about themes about in a movie. I mean, this this movie is trying to tackle so much mm-hmm. that it feels like multiple films stitched together. Like it does it's not a cohesive film and and it really starts to show its cracks when it starts in trying to introduce too much. Mm-hmm. Um but it has a much larger budget than like any of the other films that I've mentioned here. Like you can tell that like this guy just all of a sudden had a bunch of money and he had full creativity with mm. it. So like the, the company was like, yeah, we like your idea. Take all this cash and just go make it. So like he didn't have any bullshit. So this is the movie that he wanted to make, mm-hmm. which is awesome. <laughs> it's just unfortunate because it's just a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think that this movie got a lot of unnecessary hate. Like this movie came out and the people that did see it were like shitting on it. And, and everybody was just kind of like talking shit about it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think it deserves to be that much. But I mean, this thing, this thing like talks about like, th- like really weird things about like philosophy and the human brain. And there's kind of like this theme. There's kind of like the main theme is like, hey, you can't, you can't there everything that we ever that we ever know about life is all in our head and in mm-hmm. our subconscious so there is no way to physically prove that anything that we are seeing in the world is actually there because it's all being filtered through our own brains and through our own minds my god and then it gets into the point of like yeah but you can also like believe something so much that it actually like turns to flesh like you can mm. you can believe in something so much and so strongly that you can actually bring it into the real world. Like the empty man. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's insane. Like mm-hmm. the movie is crazy and it's bloated and it's messy, but it's a cool movie that I think you should see. It is on my watch list. Cause like I, I remember the trailer coming out and I was like, man, like this is something. And like, it's always brought up in a cosmic horror setting. So it's like, there's something it's going on. It's not really cosmic horror. No, I, I figured, but like it, it's something. It I'm, is, a, I'm a cosmic horror slut when it comes to films, yeah. so I'll check out any of them. I think uh I think uh you got some homework to do. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I got three movies that I want to watch from you. Yeah, so uh yeah, Empty Man is really cool. Uh, Lake Mungo I highly highly recommend and I think I Trapped the Devil again while not perfect um is still worth watching. It's still, it's just cool because it's, it's like, dude, you're a low budget filmmaker and you're just making a movie. Like it's, I just, I always appreciate that. So yeah. I like watching people uh, do their thing. Zach, you're done. Uh, just honorable mentions, but like, they're kind of like more well-known ones. So it's like, I didn't add them into the main thing. Um, Star Wars. N- yeah. <laughs> there will be blood. <laughs> um, Treasure Planet. One of the, one of the main, this film is like, I forget. Like, I think it was, dreamworks or it was it was early disney i don't remember um but it's like one of those films that like nobody like a lot of people remember but like nobody remembers how good it is Mm. um it's animated movie it's one of the better films that like i remember as a kid like it was really really cool it got to the point where it's like there was a video game mad about it and like i owned it and i only got through the first level because i was a bad kid when it came to video games it's like if i didn't beat the first level i didn't fucking play it again yeah um but that one was really cool i always loved that film um people are trying super hard to get it made to a live adaptation Uh. which i think would work um and then the other one is van helsing with hugh jackman oh yeah yeah, which i mean i it's more on like that guilty pleasure side (laughs) it's like i love that film but like (laughs) 
Nobody ever remembers it. Yeah. Again, blip in fucking Hugh Jackman's career. Yep. But anyways, um, recommendation uh, kind of goes along with this film um, because in term, like kind of doing a little bit of research for like the deep cuts, I went through my collection of VHS films that I had when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was just cool, like seeing the nostalgia of all of them and like looking at films that's like, you know, these are the things that like brought me joy when I was a kid, um, reminded me about how horrible it was of like, rewinding vhs tapes and like trying to get them to actually work um and then just reminded me too about like how we grew up in like a weird time where it's like we had such a high technical advancement but also remember times of like no cell phones and like right yeah no wi-fi like that no internet like that wasn't a thing right um so i guess my recommendation more so is just like going back and looking at nostalgia yeah going back and looking at those things that reminded you of like what made you <laughs> nostalgia is a good word for it okay that'll right. work uh zach yeah what are we doing next so it, it recently came out um i'm sorry it might break your budget a little bit uh it's it's on amazon to rent kind of like how pig was where it's like it's renting for 20 dollars. Ugh. yeah Ugh. <laughs> but i don't know if you actually watched it and i think it's got some things that we need to talk about that i think are actually decent and that's Alex Garland's Men. Okay. Did you actually watch it? No, I never saw it. Oh, cool. Okay, perfect. No. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, I I, I want to watch it again because I saw it in theaters and I was like, I think I love this film and I need to like fucking rewatch it to determine if I actually love this film. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're going to do Alec Gar- Alex Garland's Men. Mm-hmm. Look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs>